Yay, team. Remember a couple of weeks ago we did a pod of dolphins, a knot of toads? Okay, what is a feral of... Feral is F-A-R-R-O-W. A feral of... Otters. Nope, pigs. <laughs> a feral <laughs> of pigs. Okay. okay. A chatter of... Chickens. No. Oh, I don't know. This one I don't get. Okay, it's a, a, a chatter. A chatter. Okay, you ready for? Wait a minute. Where am I here? Okay, budgies. B u d g i e s. I have no idea what that is. Budgies. Okay, huh. and then it's an ambush of um tigers. raccoons. <laughs> tigers. Ambush of tigers. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I guess that makes sense. You know, if they're coming for you. Yeah, that's true. They're gonna ambush you. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right. Okay, just I'll take that, that one. In. That's kind of cool. Didn't go to, with uh, any. I just thought we'd give you something. No, that's okay. Talk about around the water cooler or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's head to the phone lines. Sounds good. We're going to go to Colleen. Colleen has a question about a kitten that's not bonding well with its sister. Ah, okay. Hey, Colleen, how you doing? Good, Katie. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thanks for holding on. I appreciate it. Okay, so now you have an existing cat? Right. So we um, adopted uh, probably, I don't know, about an eight-week-old cat in May. Mm-hmm. And we tried everything to bond with her 14-year-old sister here. And, you know, we've tried sharing blankets. We've tried having them in the same room. Mm-hmm. We've tried even um, now we even have netting between rooms so that they can. We've tried, like, the eating on the up opposite sides. Mm-hmm. And the older cat does not accept him at all. Okay. What, does his? Does he take after him like I'm going to kill you or what's the, going on? The little boy kitten takes after her and she's, you know, slow uh-huh. and she's terrified of him. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what kittens do though. Is they, yeah. th- That's what my kitten Adeline, you know, what is she, four months old now? Four and a half months? And yeah, she just, she, she wants to go up to all the adult ones and go, hi! <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's play! <laughs> that's, what she, that's what he wants to do. Right. And so then, so now the older cat, is it, uh, does it have claws? No. Okay. So, that, but now has he in any way was vicious to the kitten at all? No. Okay. She just she just is scared, and she even to walk around the house, she's always looking over her shoulder. shoulder. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And then he will run after her, and she goes in the corner and just hisses. Okay. And just is terrified. And mm-hmm. he'll climb on her back, and he, she is just absolutely. We can tell a little prehistory. Her her brother died of cancer a year ago. Okay. And he became mean before he died. All right. So we think that she's maybe transferred that, her fear. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. How did they get to along together, the two, uh, the, the, her brother and her? Were they, were they two peas in a pod? Like, you know, sleep together? they were fine. They lived together for 12 years. Okay. And at the end, um, the brother got cancer and he got a little bit more domineering over her, you know, what okay. he would do that. So they wouldn't sleep together anymore or anything? No. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. No, because that's what kittens are. Kittens are relentless, just like puppies and older dogs. Yeah. They, they torment them. And the older dogs are like, what were you thinking? I was just fine by myself. I know. And so like, and then you bring this, this Tasmanian devil in that won't <laughs> leave me alone. It's like, holy moly, you know? Yeah. And so the, the thing is, is that if she had, you know, they will learn the, the big, bigger thing is to get the kitten tired so that it doesn't have as much energy to bug the old cat with. Right, and, and that's what my husband plays lots of games with, like the fishing rod. and Good, 
And then like lasers, you know, don't never use a laser on a dog, but lasers with cats are great. Mm-hmm. And then kittens love to follow things and such like that. Because my Adeline that, you know, is uh, three, four and a half months, you know, boy, she's a tyrant, you know, with me and with everybody else. And if she's, you know, like uh, not tired, then as soon as we tire her out, then she's more placid, more easygoing and not as tormenting <laughs> is what it is. Okay. And so that's about it because you can't make, especially cats, you can't make them like each other. No. But what you have to do is say, okay, what's happening here? Okay, the younger one is tormenting the older one. And the older one is trying to get away. Right. So, so the thing is, is that, that because uh, as the old younger one gets older, he's not going to be as rambunctious. But you have to wait a year for that year and a half to happen. All right. right. Under six months, they're crazy. And then it starts calming down a little bit. And so you've got to be the protector of the cat. But she can have enough places to go to get out of that cat's realm. And so that's why if you want, you know, with the kitten and her are running around the house, you know, if she can, you can see that the kitten is, is stalking the older one. That's the time to get the laser out and get the mind re uh, onto something else. Yeah. All right. Or if he's just really in a tormenting mood. and Because the, the cat, like I said, she knows how to go places to get out of right. get out of it. And so allow her to do that, too. You know, always give her an exit that she can, you know, go and get out of, uh, you know, whether it's a small, like cats love boxes and things like that, where maybe she just might fit in. And if the kitten tries to get in there, it ain't going to work. She can, you know, slap at him or like hiss at him and the kitten has to walk away because he can't get in there. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't walking away. If yeah. he's in that corner, he's going to sit there okay. and he's going to be after her and yeah. he will okay. not walk away. Oh, okay. But so then, like I say, if, you, if you're leaving the house, I would strongly suggest, you know, the older cat is either put in a bedroom, you know, some place where the the kitten can't get a hold That's of her. What we do right, and so then, but when you're at the house, then always have your tools with you. That if you can see, starting to stock the older cat, that you know it's uh, you know him with the feather, you know following the feather or the laser, or get him onto something else. But right now, the kitten is just looking for inner interaction and just play, 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 play. Right, and that's just. And I'm lucky that my Sally is about. I think she's about a year and a half, you know, so she still wants to, you know, play, not like she used to. So she will every once in a while do a, you know, uh, a dash and the kitten's like, yay! And then she stops and then the kitten's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and so, and see, my cats have their claws and so, but luckily they don't swat, swat at the kitten, they hiss and then the kitten backs down and that's, uh, if, if she, does a kitten ever back down no. when she hisses? Oh, okay. So you got a flamboyant one there. Yeah. Well, he, he gets on her back, and he rides her, and he just... Oh, yeah. So you got to protect her. Yeah. Yes. You know, so that's the whole thing is that, you know, you know, we we're hoping everything will bond and blend together, but it doesn't necessarily. Now, let's say, let's say you wound up to get an older cat, you know, thinking that, well, a, cat, a little kitten was going to be too much. You got an older cat. Now, see, what's neat about having a kitten is they truly don't know how to fight. Yeah, they torment, but they don't know how to fight. Right. Okay. Whereas if you would have got an older cat thinking that, well, he's not as, you know, pushy as a, as a kitten. Now you could actually have actually cat fights you know going on right. so it is good that you have the kitten but it's also that you got the obnoxiousness with it <laughs> I, I have watched him boxing uh-huh yep well the two of them are going at it nose to nose yep. paw to paw yeah but that's for that but you said yours doesn't have 
no, no. Get, or have uh, claws. No. So so, it's, it's really more for, I worry about the older cat just being in stressed. Oh, yeah, being stressed. This is major stress. She lost a partner, you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden, um, now the, the dynamics changed in the house, and now the dynamics changed again. And so, and usually when cats are under that much stress, usually then sometimes they'll start, uh, like, going outside of the litter box. So if that's happening, that could be one no. of the main no. reasons why. Yeah, no. and so it, that... There was, there was almost two years between the introduction of this kitty mm. and the cat. Oh, okay. Okay, it just was a boom-boom thing, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but that's all. Is like I say, separate rooms when you don't have time to, to regulate it, um, or like let's say if the kitten will hold still. Let's say the kitten's finally tired, or you hold the older kitten and and, and one of you hold the the kitten, you know, in the same room and kind of where they can see each other, but yet um, they don't. The kitten can't get to the older cat, and if he just won't be held, t- t- you know, still. He wants to get to that older cat. Well, then he can go into his other room and tire himself out a little bit with some, you know, have a lot of things. We like boxes. Cats love boxes. You know, things that move. Um, uh, bird feeders. You have a bird feeder outside so the we, cat can. We sit. have all that. <laughs> excellent, excellent. You know, so that's the whole thing is, and luckily, like I said, they grow up fast. So then all of a sudden, within a couple of months, they're not as obnoxious, and it just keeps getting better and better. So just be the 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 helper of the older cat so that she just doesn't lose her marbles. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's about all you can do. But keep, all right. And well, run the energy, uh, try to run that energy low on the, ca- on the, the kitten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, kiddo, take care. Thanks. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, people get a, their aging dog is is aging, and so they don't want to be left without a dog, so they get a puppy, and the puppy is relentless on the older dog. You know what I mean? We There's no, we can't. Every person you meet, you're not going to like. Every dog you meet, you're not going to like. Every kitten, you know what I mean? So they, we all have personalities. Some get along, some don't. And the problem with kittens is that they're so active. And same with puppies. They're so active. And the older dogs are like, make it go away. And same with the older cats. It's like, you know, just don't want the shenanigans right now. It is what it is. Okay. Oh, let's see what we going to do. Uh, trivia? Yeah, we only have about a minute, so... Uh-huh. Okay, Let's so we did an ambush of tigers. Yes. Okay. Let's do two. A tower of blank. A plague of what? We'll be back. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Katie Canine Show. I'm here every Sunday from 4 to 6. Answering the canine questions and occasional feline questions. Okay, we're doing a couple of weeks ago, we did a pod. Okay, it'll be a pod of dolphins. Uh, a knot of toads, a pharaoh of pigs. Okay, now an ambush of tigers. Now, what is a tower of Think giraffes? Yes, mm-hmm. very good. I knew that one because I learned that at the zoo. All right, uh, yeah. tower of giraffes. <laughs> yes. Okay, and then a plague of. So, okay, it, I want to say it's a type of bird. It's not. It's not. Okay. Uh, it's a plague, a plague of, of. This is something like down south. They they have a lot of. A plague, Lizards? Nope. Uh, plague of locusts. Locusts. Oh, okay. Of locusts, okay. It is. Okay. Well, huh. I'm, I'm happy you got the giraffe. Yeah. Well, I like Power giraffes. So. Giraffes. Yeah. Power giraffes. <laughs> I'd like to think if I came back as an animal, I'd be a giraffe, even though I'm not that tall. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Giraffes are really amazing. When I watch the one at Como Park. Yeah. You know, the, the watch your tongue. That tongue is so long. Yeah. <laughs> It really is amazing, and then when they there's something on the ground, how they got to try to spread their legs to get. Yeah, down I know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just they're like, like doing yoga. Yeah, like okay, now we're gonna bend the leg. <laughs> we're gonna do downward dog. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I know. There really is. It's, it's amazing how you know God thought of everything. We need something really tall to take care of the above. Yeah, and then something middle. You yeah. know, and then something low, and you know, what I mean, how you know 
everybody's got their place. Something so, microscopic. There you yeah. go. <laughs> okay, ticks. No. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. Okay, yeah, <laughs> let's head to the phone line. Okay, we're going to go to Julie. Julie has a question about an aggressive dog. All right. Hey, Julie, thanks for holding on. Hey, Katie. So what kind of pupper do we got? Well, we have a five-year-old boxer mix. All right. We don't know what the mix is. And how long have you know, had it? Um, it's my daughter's dog, okay. but he um, he came to us because she couldn't keep him where she was. All right. So he's been here for about two years All right. and a half, mm-hmm. and he, had, he was very skittish. Mm-hmm. So we've been working on, you know, just, um, you know, that fight or flight kind of thing. So what things have you been working on? Well, just getting him not as skittish and scared of being around surroundings. And, By doing what? Um, just presenting him, you know, taking him places, just not dog parks or good, good. You know, just just so like we would go to a car show, mm-hmm. and he could see other people, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't really have people come up to him unless he wanted to see them. But good. he could sit under the vehicle, kind of, and watch. And he and he got real. He was much better with it. Very nice. Okay. So anyway, just we then took on another kid's pup, took him in, took her in for about a month now, and right. she just left. But it seemed like he started getting now overprotective and aggressive with other dogs in the neighborhood. Anybody who would come down the street or dogs that have been here, ever, and he never even paid any attention. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not bite, but charge. Right. So now, um, what is he, uh, with the underground fencing or what? No, we do have a training collar on Mm -hmm. him that he does listen to. An e-collar? What do you mean by e-collar? Electronic collar that you hit the remote? Okay. Okay. And so so we had this other dog there and he was fine with the other dog? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And so how long was that dog there for? She was here for... For a little over a month. All right. And so, did he seem more confident with her around? He, you know, he did. Okay, willing to go up to new situations, you know, people and such like that a little bit more than not? Yes. Okay. Okay. And so, and so I mean, and he's, we had lost um, our alpha dog about a year ago, and he has kind of taken over that position. And we just got a new puppy um, on the 5th of August. So, and, and he's good with the dogs in our house. Mm-hmm. He kind of has a little bit of a food aggressive where if there's a high value food, mm-hmm. but he can eat next to other dogs. Okay. Well, no dog should be able to eat next to another dog. All dogs should be in kennels or in separate places because okay. foods is a high, it just depends on the day. There's some days they can eat for months together and all of a sudden all heck is breaking loose in the kitchen. Okay. And because why, all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm sick and tired of listening to you, you know, slop your food down, <laughs> you know. So I'm going to take you out. I'm done. <laughs> and so that's why food is usually the biggest issue that dogs have, you know, in a multiple dog houses. Okay. And so that's why I put all my dogs, I just say, kennels, and I throw them into the kennels. Now I know exactly who's eating what, when, and why. So in case somebody has to lose weight or gain weight or somebody needs supplements sure. and da 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 da, I've got total control of the situation. And then I let them all hang out for another about 10, 15 minutes. So then that that wah factor of eating is done. So then I'll, I'll open kennels, take dishes out, and then everybody gets to go and be happy. So, okay. uh, but anyway, but yeah, so usually the, I, I really makes me nervous when people say, oh, they all eat, you know, uh, next, to next to each other. not next to each other. They're across the room. Yeah, but, but still. Except can, the puppies. In, the puppy is in the kennel when he eats. Okay, so now, no, okay, I didn't know about this. No, so now you have a, so that the girl dog left. Correct. Okay, so now, now you got a puppy. What kind of puppy? He's a boxer puppy. Okay, and how old? 
He is five months. Five months. Okay, now how is he getting along with the other one? Good. The boxer mix. They're they're fine. They play together. Everything's good. Every once in a while there's that food issue. Okay. But knowing that that's a trigger, I try not to have dish up anything. Good, good. Have anything around like that just because. You know, Good. you know it's a okay. high trigger. Yep, very much. Okay, so then, so now, uh, okay, so now the girl left. We got the two two boys. Are they? Yes. Okay, and so now, uh, now then, what's the dynamics? When is he being kind of snottier now? When you're out for walks, or when people come around the house, or what? Just people walking down the street. Okay, and we have a pretty um, long driveway, deep yard. Mm-hmm. But you know, he has, since he has the collar and. And it's, you know, every once, he's been doing it more now that, like I said, the girl just left today. Okay. So I don't know, you know, I don't know if he's going to get better because she's not here, And mm-hmm. but now we have the new puppy, so yeah. well, either way, to see. we have to My guess, to if she got along girl, good with the girl, and he, he might have drawn some confidence from her, yes. and so then all of a sudden when that confidence is gone, you know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness, my backup isn't around. <laughs> and, and I don't know if that's going, I mean, we, she just left. This right. Morning. Okay. Okay. So, but um, so now if he's barking at somebody, what is what do you do? I um, tell him no, and watch. Uh-huh. You know, we. I'm aware of whatever he's barking at. Uh-huh. He does like to sit on our bed, look out, and that's like his perch. That was always his safe okay. spot if he okay. got nervous. All right. With any people, danger, stranger, kind All of right. a thing. Right. He, he just that was his comfort place. All right. And but then is that should I get him out walking more so that you know it seems like he's gotten more protective of our home. Right. Well, that's what any dog. If they don't get out off the property, they're more. When a dog goes off of his property, they have they're humbled and they have to deal with something that is not their property. So it helps them build confidence also when they learn they can go outside of their territory and still live. Right. Okay. <laughs> and so that's why you know it'd be good to to go for walks and such like that. You know, so that you know and help him build that confidence because okay. a lot of times when a dog has lacks confidence and then there's a dog in the home that has a lot of confidence, then what we'll do is try to tether the two together so that then the other dog that's lacking confidence can gain the confidence from the dog that has it. Do you understand? If they sure. like each other, if they like each other, they don't oh, like yeah. each other, then it's like, no, don't be tethering together. That's not good. <laughs> and so you, what you got to do is that now when he's barking, just don't say no. You want to teach him words and what they mean. If he's barking, what's the word? Quiet or enough. Ah, okay. quiet. And if he does it, ah, 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 quiet. And then you can use your e-collar if you want. You know, and then as soon as he quiets, oh, thank you, very nice, thank you, very nice. Most dogs are no to death, okay? And then as soon yeah. as they quit, then pretty soon no goes in one ear and out the other. And so then what happens, no matter what, you got a trading collar on or an e-collar or whatever. And so what you got to do is teach the dog a vocabulary that builds confidence. You know, you, know, s- you are, I have to admit, I, I kind of fib there, I don't use no anymore because okay. I listen to you all the time. Oh, okay. And we do use quiet. Good. And then I... After he gets quiet, he and then I just say watch, and then he's even less more. You know, he's learning more words. Okay, good, 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 good. And so, um, but the whole thing is, what do you? Why did you say watch? Watch. Just yeah. you want to watch. Just watch out there. Don't bark. Don't. You know, I we see. Just watch whoever's out there. Okay, no, because watch when you say watch, that's like saying go get them. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. And so that's what I'd rather say, you know, if you say quiet and he quiets, oh, thank you. Where's your ball? Where's this? Redirect him onto something that's fun instead of waiting to see if he's going to do it again. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Get them onto something else. That's the better thing. Name the dogs toys. So you can say, go get Pinky Dog, go get Albert, go get, you know, the ball. And so, uh, it, because that's, all, now you're you're uh, getting him to think, hold a thought, and you're getting his mind onto other things. Okay. Teaching tricks, that's huge. Uh, confidence builder. Yeah. Playing the what is this game, going up to things. Oh, what is this? What is this? And you, t- you keep touching it. And don't look at the dog. You keep touching whatever. Let's say it's a shoe on the floor. <gasps> what is this? You got to laugh with your voice. So when he comes up to see sure. what it is, <gasps> yay, good job, yay you. He, will, he was brave enough to come up and check it out and work as a team with you, thinking that you're not going to lead him into harm's way. All right. So okay. by playing the what is this game, that builds a lot of confidence. Doing mini agility, you know, like, you know, do mini jumps, going through hula hoops, uh, walking a picnic table uh, bench, you know, little things like that all builds. And when they do it, you just you start clapping and applauding on how good they did. <gasps> yay, you, you did good. Good job. And so then the dog is like, yay, me. Yay. What did I do? <laughs> but, okay. so, so you start building the confidence. So he sees things as a positive and says, what's next? What's next? You know, by you saying quiet and then say watch, you know, to me that's saying, oh, my God, I'm not done yet. I've got to be on guard here. <laughs> you know, and that's traumatic to a dog. So, so okay, that's why I work on a new job. Yeah, you got to build his confidence to tricks, uh, obedience classes, all of a sudden, all that stuff. Playing the what is this game, teaching the names of, of toys. Uh, that 10-minute dog training uh, book is really good uh, by Sundance, 10-minute dog training. And then another one is, it's the longest saw, a word for a uh, title of book. It's called The Best Trick Book Ever for the Best Trick Dog Ever. Dumbest title I've ever seen. But anyway, <laughs> okay. but the thing is, it's a really good book. It's got really, it really, you know, the more a dog lacks confidence, the more you've got to really work their brain and that really builds the confidence. And then they're not going to be so territorial and such like that. So, okay. Okay. That's what I need. All right. Okay. Well, good luck. Keep me posted. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Where are we at there, ma'am? Trivia. Trivia. Yeah. Okay, we did a plague of locusts, a tower of giraffes, a plague of lo- locusts, a smack of, and a clouder of. Okay, a smack of and a clouder of. We'll be back. Alrighty then. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 show. All right. So, let's see. The plague of locusts, a smack of. What do you think a smack is? A smack of turtles. No, a smack of jellyfish. Oh. Isn't that something? Okay. I didn't get that one. All right. Okay, and then uh, a clouder of? Clouter. We've Cl- done this before. We've, We've done this, this one, one really? Yeah. A clouder of? A smack of goldfish. A gold smack of goldfish. A Is that a clouder of goldfish? No. A smack of jellyfish and yes. a clouder of cats. Clouder of cats. Clouder of cats. Interesting. There you go. Very interesting. Dorky. I don't know who comes up with these names, but I think maybe our cocktails were involved. I was going to say, it must have been a game of some sort. No kidding. Okay, I want to quick get to the kennel thing here before we run out of time, and then we'll get to the other other callers here. Okay. Okay, What the kind of kennels are out there is the all the wire type, the all wire type, and then the kind you see at airports, the plastic type. And then, of course, there's some real smancy ones that are like underneath a desk or within a day de- you know what I mean they've got some really but as a general rule we're talking about the all wire kind and then the kind that uh, you see airports the plastic type 
First of all, you got to remember what a dog is. A dog is a denning animal. They want their back covered when they sleep. So that's why the all-wire kennel unnerve a lot of dogs. Also, the all-wire kennel, because it's like the whole world can get to them and they can't do nothing about it. And in the human mind, they're like, oh, look, you're not really in a kennel so you can see all the way around. Well, it unnerves dogs because they feel like they don't have their back covered. Now, some dogs are fine. It just has to do with the personality. But the majority of dogs do not like it. Now, if you're thinking, well, I'll throw a blanket over it, don't do that because they'll pull it through and they'll eat it. Now you got a blockage. If you have an all-wire kennel, personally, I don't like them because they make a lot of noise inside. As far as even if you put a blanket on the bottom, they're kind of tinny. Uh, and dogs, with their hearing, it kind of unnerves them when they move. You know, it, it jiggles. So what you can do is you can put it into a corner, you know, so the one side is totally covered and the back is covered. Put a board, not a blanket, a board on top and a board on the side and try to snug it so it's not as rattly. So only the front is, is open. Now, many dogs will like that a lot better, but personally... Using the all the plastic type is a, a more dogs are comfortable in it because they feel like their their backs are covered. And what you're going to do with the kennels, folks, is that just don't put them in there like when you leave or when it's time to go to bed. Periodically throughout the day, at least three four times a day, say the word kennel or whatever your happy word is going to be to get the dog in the kennel and this and throw a treat in there or a favorite toy. Sometimes you close the door behind them. Sometimes you don't. Feed them in their kennels. What do you feed them in the morning and you feed them at the afternoon? You're going to go, kennel, let's eat. And then they run to the kennels. You put their, their dish down. You close the kennel. And then now the kennel means something pleasing. There's a, They get to eat in there. All right. Same with like cats. Put your cats in the kennel. So they, they go and now with my um, my cat with a K. That's his name, cat with a K. He's a black cat, beautiful cat. Just showed up, was feral. I had to get him used to the kennel because I had to get him fixed. Okay. So what I started doing is he loves eggs. So I'd crack an egg as I was picking eggs and i mix it up and I'd put it in the kennel. First, it was just at the door of the kennel. So his body was outside. And then I kept moving the, 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 the bowl deeper and deeper into the kennel. And so pretty soon he would go all the way in there and he was beating me to the kennel. I couldn't, he had to go in there, turn around to be able to eat because I couldn't put the dish with the egg in it in there because he was in there. So anyway, so then I started closing the kennel sometimes when he was in there. And then I would pick the kennel up and move it like, you know, six feet and then put it down. And then I'd pick the kennel up and move it six feet, put it down. And then I'd open it and let him come out. You slowly get the cat the cat used to, you know, that movement of, first of all, having the door closed and second of all, by you picking it up and moving it. And pretty soon he could care less about being going in the kennel or by be, having it move around. And that's the same thing with the dogs. You know, if you got a small dog, then you, you feed him in there, then pick the kennel up, move it once in a while. But the thing is, is that most people, the only time they use a kennel is when they're leaving, whether they go to bed or whether they're leaving the house. And the dog starts associating that if I go in there, you leave me. And so that's why you, uh, when you have puppies under five months, they should be in a kennel in your bedroom as part of the bonding process. And then when they're about five, five and a half months, then you can work them to wherever you want, whether it's the kitchen or whatever, the mudroom or whatever. But most people, when they get a pup, they put them in the kitchen and the pup is screaming and they can't get any sleep. And you got to look at it from the dog's point of view. It's like, okay, I lost my mom. I lost my litter mates. Where am I? Who the heck are you? And what is this kennel thing? And so, of course, they got a lot to scream about. So if you put the kennel and make it an end table in your bedroom, and then um, if he starts to whine, just, you know, give that light, light tap. Ah, uh-uh, quiet. And so usually with, with puppies under five months, they will get up at 
Well, especially at eight weeks, they'll wake. If they go to bed at 10, they'll wake up between one, two, and five, six. And then eventually they forget the one, two, and then eventually they will wake up at five, six as they get older. But the whole thing by having them in the bedroom is part of the bonding where they're getting, even though nothing is being said, they're under, you're, they're getting to know your smells and how you breathe and just the smell of you. And there's a bonding process there. You remember in the dog's world, everything is through their ears, how they hear it, and then how they smell it. And so by smelling you sleeping, that kind of, they start becoming coming very calm because you are there. So that's why puppies under five months should be in a kennel in the bedroom and then eventually worked out, you know, depending, every dog is different as far as depending, working out to the kitchen or to the living room or wherever you want the kennel to be. But uh, but the kennel is going to be your savior for the first two to three years because dogs go through so many different stages. You don't want them to learn how to destroy the couch. You want to c- contain it and keep things going so they don't know how to, uh, you know, eat a couch. Uh, don't say, oh, you ate the couch, now you're going to go into the kennel. No. And a kennel is not a prison. It is their bedroom. You can call it a kennel. You can call it bedroom. You can say crate. You can say house. You can say, call it uh, Dasseldorf. I don't care. Go to the Dasseldorf. Yay. You know, but the whole thing is, is that the kennel is your best friend. Now, if your dog would ever get sick or your cat would get sick and they have to go to the vet and stay at the vet, guess what? They're staying in a kennel. And if they're not used to a kennel, the stress of being in the kennel can outweigh why they're there. And so that's why every dog and cat should know about how to be in a kennel here and there. And like I say, pups that are at least up to two, two and a half years old should be in the kennel. I don't care how good they're doing. All it takes is one time you to come home and your house is destroyed. Now your dog just learned how to be, have the, do the destroy book. So every once in a while, he might do it again and more often. So that's why it's really important that you contain them. And then what type of kennel? So if you're going to get one, the uh, the all-wire kennel, I do not like. I like the all-plastic type, all right? And then uh, don't put a rug in there or something like that if he's going to eat it. They'll be just fine sleeping on the bottom. I know they can be more comfortable. And as they get older, then you can try just a rug, a cheap rug. And if he leaves that alone for uh, six months, then you can try a pillow. But, uh, you know, just don't open yourself up for behavior problems. Just slowly go it. And then things. Remember how when we were kids, uh, we could sleep on cement and it didn't bother us? And that's the same with dogs and cats. They don't, even though we know they can be more comfortable, they will be just fine on just a simple rug. All right? And go for there. And believe it or not, sometimes too, the dogs uh, uh, might piddle on the rug where if there wasn't a rug in there, they learned to hold it before so you had to take them out. But the whole thing is feed them in the kennel, pop them in the kennel at least three, four times a day with a treat or with a toy. Sometimes you shut the door behind them with your cats, all the cats, especially with all the um, Dorian, you know, uh, uh, all the hurricanes and crap. Now, if your dogs and cats are used to kennels, you can quick pop them in the kennels, throw the kennels in the boats or the car, and now you know your dog and cat is contained that they can't get away from you and so it is just so important and in if push comes to shove if you got small dogs and cats a pillowcase like a, a king size pillowcase you can always throw a cat or a dog into one of those to contain them you know if you're in a hurry like a tornado or something like that but if you work on that confinement and then like I said now cat I took me a month of, of putting that dish in there where he would run in there now when I when it's time for his egg you know in his dish uh, he just jumps off whatever he's sitting on in the barn and heads for the kennel 
and stands there and waits for me. And now, like I said, it, it works if you take the time to do it right. Just go slow and steady, right? So that's why I'm not a fan of the all-wire kennels because, like I said, they make a lot of noise. I went in Zelda's. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is noisy. And dogs are 300 times better or 1,000 times better than we do. And then also, too, uh, they don't like the openness. They, they don't remember dogs are denning animals. They want their back cover. That's why your dog will sleep underneath a desk uh, by with their back against the couch, behind a couch, because their back is covered. That's what nature has installed so that they, they will doze in the middle of a room where they'll stretch out. But you can see the ears, you know, following everything in the room. But when it's time to go night night, they'll curl. Uh, they don't they don't stretch out when it's time to go night night. They curl. And so they'll curl under a table or they're curl where they feel that their back is covered and so that's why the kennel you get is where they can comfortably stand up turn around and then lay down into a curl all right with puppies you can get like let's say you're going to have a lab get out you know the big kennel but then put a box in it so that you only give them so much of that kennel so that because if you give them all the kennel you probably might potty in there so but just give them a little bit of the kennel so they learn to hold it and then as the dog gets bigger you can give them more and more of the kennel or i've had some people where they they cut wood out and then screw it into the inside to the outside so and then they just move this thing of wood as the as the dog you know uh, pup grows so please uh, don't say oh it's a jail i'm not going to use it ever no, that's going to be your salvier and, and save your dog. Your dog could get into something that, uh, like, look at the earlier, the, uh, that dog got into rat poison, you know, maybe because he was left alone while they went out to eat. All right. So that's why. But if you put him in the kennel, now you know exactly where he's at, especially on unfamiliar territory. You want to know where your dog is at all time. And this time of year, you know, a lot of people are killing gophers and mice and squirrels and stuff like that. And so uh, with bad stuff. So you want to, by having the dog know a kennel and your cat know a kennel, things will be a lot smoother, all right? So there, we got the kennel speech in, all right? Now we'll come back <laughs> and do some more. Uh, uh, so who's on the line, all right? All right, so and if you got any other questions, just give me a holler up at Katie's Canines, okay? All right, a bouquet of what and a crash of what? Be back. All right, come down. A, a bouquet of... This is, like I said, I wonder who comes up with these flowers. That's it. all I can say. Same here, I think. Right? But, but, and what's closer to flowers and pheasants? All right, it's a bouquet of pheasants. <laughs> okay, then. All right, bouquet of pheasants. Yeah. And then a crash of rhinos. It is. Is it? Yes, oh. it is. That's, yeah. I was waiting for you to say a crash of cars. I was, yeah, well, I was it like, is. no, it's got to be animals. A crash of rhin- rhinos. Isn't that something? That's a bouquet cool. of pheasants, a crash of rhinos. I was thinking of an animal that crashes. There you go. Yeah. I was like, that's the only one that came to mind. And then what's the horn of the rhinoceros made out of? Hair. Yes, it is. Yep, yep. that's Look something I learned. Look at what I we learned, learned today. Yep. Aren't, aren't we just so smart? We're brilliant. All right, let's go to the phone line. Sounds good. We're going to go to Mikey. Um, and Mikey has a question about his boxer that is nipping. All right. Hi, Mikey. How you doing? Good. Good, good. So how old's your boxer? Um, about a year and a half. He's uh, three quarters. He's going on two soon in like a month or two. All right. All right. And so when's he nipping? Well, um, he picks and chooses. Like, he'll be fine. You can scratch him on his neck. Like, and for example, the other night he was in the 11-year-old daughter's room, and she was in the bed chilling, and um, she wants to pet him on his neck, and he just randomly decided to, like, be like, no, I don't want to be scratched right now on my neck. And so he actually nipped at her then? Did he draw blood? 
No. Okay. Okay. And so, how? Uh, what are other scenarios like when people come over to the house, or has he done it to you? What's going on? Um. Yeah. He. He has to me, but I'm like the other male, like right. the alpha male yep. type deal. I believe. Yeah. Um. I'm similar. I'm somewhat familiar with like animal instinct and alpha-ness and stuff and okay you know he wants to be the boss sometimes and like if i'm commanding him and he doesn't want to listen and mm-hmm. um you know he i might be like come on let's go and then he'll he'll like lay down the bed and like if i'm like let's go he'll he'll and if i try to like kind of urge him that way he'll mm-hmm. kind of like turn his head and get me a, uh, try to get me a little bit. Okay. Okay, he first of all, always still, remember, never grab a dog by his collar. You know, if you're having okay. some t- problems, you let him drag a leash around the house. So, you like, yeah. if he won't come off the bed, then you grab the leash and then say, come yeah. on, let's go. Don't, because uh, grabbing a dog's collar, even the nicest dog, sometimes they have a fight or flee instinct. And if they think you're yeah. mad and you grab by the collar, their instinct is to bite you because they're scared that you might hurt them. All right. We we've heard that before. A couple times we've tried it. We're we're still um, trying it occasionally. We're, we we want to do it more often. Like, but it's weird because you know animals like dogs sense people, and like we have some people that come over and they're just used to animals, so he's nice to them. But then like someone else will come over and have a little fear, and then he'll. He doesn't try to bite them, but he's just extra hyper. Right. He's still kind of a puppy, and he's big, right. so he's intimidating. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what I would do is that when people come over, always have him on a leash so you've got control of the situation, all right? So okay. that you can get him better used to w- using words that you need, like, uh-uh, just settle. Usually it's the first 15 minutes to a half hour when people come over to the house that the dog yeah. is nutsy-nutsy and the headsy-headsy. So you put him on yeah. a leash and you tell everybody, don't look at the dog, don't touch the dog, just walk on by, all right? And so then once the dog gets used to like sm- the, their smells and their sounds, then after 15 minutes or 12, you know, a half hour, the dog is more calm now, then just drop the leash and don't unhook it. Just drop the leash and let him go say his how-dos. And the people aren't to do the kidsy, oh, look at you, puppy, aren't you just cute? Don't let him do the baby talk to the dog. Let him just okay. give him a little pat. And, Hi, how you doing? That's about it. Now, as far as your daughter, when she was in bed and she went to, you know, uh, to pet him, without being there, I don't know, if he was sleeping, he could have been jarred awake and that startled him and so he nipped. Or if she would have grabbed his collar or grabbed to turn him, that could have been, you know, we don't know if she let Yeah, that's kind of what I think it was. She was doing something and she was kind of like, Jackie, okay, back, go. Yeah. And um, we do, we listen to you all the time. Well, so thank we you. Take as much advice as we can and we use the words. And- yep. Good, good, good. Right. Yeah. So that, so that, but that would be the thing. I would, I, I you have to control the situation because boxers have a lot of energy. You know, what I mean, yeah. they're, they're they're over the top from the day they hit the earth to the day they leave the earth. Yeah, so I, I had one when I was a kid. So okay, I'm yep. very familiar with Good, that. and so that's why you just got to get that leash on, and so that if you have to stand on the leash, you know, about eight inches, ten inches from the hook. So if he tries yep, to jump out at people, yeah, then he, you know, but just tell everybody to ignore the dog for the first fifteen minutes to a oh. half. 
far and then drop the leash and just, and then as far as your daughter though, that uh, you just have to scope that out a little bit more and find out, do you know if he was sound asleep? Well, then maybe the dog shouldn't sleep in bed with her that, you know, that's not the big thing. No, he wandered in there we okay. we try to kind of keep him out of certain rooms okay. as much as possible, so he doesn't. Like you said, boxers like to get into stuff. So oh yes, she's they do. Got lots of stuffed animals and things yep. and smells. You bet. But, um, yeah, we 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 do that and um, we try. And so yeah, and if, yeah, and if he looks like uh, he's let's say he's getting riled up with somebody. Uh, you know, where somebody's not listening to you, then pick up the leash and bring him back. He says, no, we got to work on gentle. Being co- Just say, uh-uh, be nice, be nice. If you yeah, can see him. Yeah, love you. Okay, there you Okay, fine. And, and all done. Yep, all there you done. go. Excellent, excellent. And that's what you just want to do. Just keep it up. He's still got a puppy mush brain, so you're going to be doing this for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and uh, me and my wife uh, are the, uh, you know, we're half and half, so she reminds me, and I remind her Excellent. sometimes. Good job. Okay, but no, that's the main so thing. When you got, yep, and you keep practicing. And when you got a dog that has high energies, you always have that leash on, so you've got something to step on or grab to settle them down. And then sometimes, don't be scared to give him a timeout. Say timeout. You need to settle oh, down, yeah. and then and put him in his kennel so he can just breathe, and you can breathe. And then when you know ten fifteen minutes is up, just calmly let him out again and try again. Yes, that's exactly what we do. And sometimes, like, he uh, gets excited when the wife gets home late. You bet. And, yep. and then, like, he'll, he'll bark. Mm-hmm. Yep, and just say, and, hey, hey, just go real calm and go, hey, hey, that's enough. Quiet. Hey, 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 I have quiet. Tra- I, then the best thing I ever did was trained him until it was um, uh, completely, like, he understands. I say, heal. And that's the one thing he, no matter what, always listens to. Like, if we're outside and he, and he goes to jet, I can slap my leg and say, heal. And he will stop and come to me. Fantastic. Well, we got to let you go. We got one more call we want to get that's to today. Fine. Okay, kiddo, thanks for the call. You. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. And then let's try to get the last one in. Yes. All right. Um, Rachel has a question about vaccines and potty training. All right. Hi, Rachel. How you doing? Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you, Katie? Good, good. You're the last call of the day. What's up? Awesome. Okay, I just have a couple questions. Um, I went to the vet with my, she's going to be 12 weeks on Tuesday. All right. A French bulldog puppy. Right. And they had given me some NexGuard mm. um, for heartworm. Yeah. And another tick and flea type of edible. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm very nervous about giving anything to and her. please don't do that. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, I'm glad I called before I gave Yes, no, and see, number one, with a puppy, that's, man, that's a lot of toxins, number one. Okay, okay. and then you do, your pup has not seen a mosquito yet. We really haven't no. had much mosquitoes. And then, um, and, and so you just got to rethink the whole program, because with Frenchies, um, they are what we call a... Uh, 
a muscle dog, and they uh-huh. don't have the fat to to absorb toxins like a lab does or a St. Bernard or whatever type thing, all right? And so okay. you've got to really be mindful in what vaccinations, how often, and then what are you going to do for flea tick control and such. Flea tick control, there is so much natural things that you can do. The neat thing about natural is that you could do them all or, or one because they're not going to interact because they're not chemicals. You could do yep. diatomaceous earth. You could do apple cider vinegar. You can do a bandana with a eucalyptus oil or a bandana with... With a little bit of lemongrass oil on it, um, you can do you can do a spritz of uh, by seeping some uh, lemons. Make a spritzer okay. of that. You know, there's if you go to my website, uh, you if you go under radio show topics, scroll okay. down. I've got quite a few natural ways that you can uh, do flea and tick. All right. Also, right. too, then and what like about the heartworm medication. Okay, now the heartworm was what, what you got to understand. People don't get this: is that heartworm is not a preventative. It is in case okay. your dog gets bit, it kills the larva. All right, so it's not a preventative. It's only okay. it, it, so that you're putting this this chemical through your dog's system with the thought that maybe someday he might get bit by that thing. So first of all, you got to understand how it works. It works backwards. If you give it April first, it's for mosquitoes in March. May, it's for oh. mosquitoes in April. June is for mosquitoes in May. It works okay. backwards. Okay. So what I want you to do is go to dogsnaturallymagazine.com, dogsnaturallymagazine.com, and then the search word, you're going to put heartworm. She's got three awesome articles. I want you to read them, and then you make a decision for yourself. I have my dogs tested. You know, it's a snap test where they draw blood, and they're testing for antiplasmosis, which is a tick disease, um, heartworm, and then heart, heart... Heartworm and then Lyme. And so the, what okay. you want to do is I'd rather do my tests and then treat accordingly than to be putting poison, you know, into the thing. But there, Absolutely. and then also, too, you know what HeartGuard Plus is? Now, I'm picking on HeartGuard, but when it says plus, you're also uh-huh. deworming your dog once a month, which is really hard on oh. the gut system. And yeah. so if you choose to do heart guard, let's say, you just do the heart guard, not the plus. But uh, okay. but read the articles and then make your decision because with the Frenchie, you have to really pay attention to, with muscle dogs, of, of right. any chemicals on or in them. And once you give me a call for Katie's canine, we'll talk more. Okay? Great. Thank you so much, You bet. Katie. Take Appreciate care. It. Thanks, Bye. everybody, for sharing your Sunday afternoon. And it is days are getting shorter. That's craziness. Okay, make it a great week. Don't hide your dogs. Train them.